the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Hello, beautiful friends. I'm Natalie. And I'm Colleen. And this is Shokran Very Much, the podcast. This week's episode is called Setting Boundaries. Today, Natalie, life's a beautiful mess, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, there's a crucial aspect we often overlook in how to manage the stress and the mess and that's healthy boundaries. Today we are digging into why these boundaries are not just essential for protecting our peace, but are a key ingredient in drawing us closer to God. We're so excited to have an amazing speaker with us today, one who's come highly recommended by just about everyone we've talked to, and we are even more excited to learn alongside you about how to set those boundaries when it's the hardest, because trust me, we've been there. Join me in welcoming Mary Wava. Okay. So, we start every episode with an icebreaker. Okay. <laughs> um, your icebreaker is, if you could be any age for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Like, you live the same experiences, but you're one age the entire time. Okay, one age my entire time. <coughs> okay, I think the age I would pick, let's see, finished residency, had no one, <laughs> Hannah. I would probably pick the age of 33, 34. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, My reasoning behind that is Mm -hmm. I already had newly fresh MD doctor, and then I had the two kids, and they're at that nice age where they're cute, (laughs) listen to you. (laughs) You know, I still love medicine. Everything is great. I Um, still love (laughs) medicine. (laughs) Not cynical. Um, Yeah, I think that would be a great age. Yeah, 33, 30. In the 30s, I'd say. Okay, great. Okay. Wait, first I have oh. a co- uh, an interesting <laughs> question, yeah. Right. Oh. Um, what kind of doctor are you, MD doctor, I, what? I'm an internal medicine doctor. What does that mean? Yes, okay, so. I'm not medicine at all, so. <laughs> so th- we're also called, like, internists. So basically uh, our training is a lot hospital-based, and we only see adult patients. So that's from 18 to death. So. <laughs> When you're with a person um, and you make such a big change, like there's a difference between somebody coming in with a cough and it's kind of like, you know, any mother mm-hmm. could tell you just take cough syrup, you'll get better. Yeah. Versus somebody you make a diagnosis early of cancer and you catch it early or some type of disease where when you intervene early enough, you prolong their life. And then also when you're at the, some patients I have like in their <laughs> 90s, I've been working for like 20 years. And so when you're near the end of their lives and you're there comforting them and like, you kind of see the difference between like a Christian who's dying and somebody who's not Christian because the Christian who's going on, they're more at peace because they're, yeah, there's yeah. something after versus somebody who's like in fear and alone and there's no joy. So that also reinforced my faith in Christianity because I saw such a difference between somebody who's at peaceful um, and somebody who's just really grasping at the end. That's really cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. And you get, to go, you get to go help people in other countries too. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, what does boundaries mean? Boundaries, I think, are you verbally telling somebody, like, what's your limit? Okay, so... With different things. Okay, and then, yeah, so boundaries essentially limitations, right? Mm-hmm. They can be physical limitations, like, like causing a physical line. Um, they could be uh, emotional limitations. So there's, you know, different types of boundaries. And what are the purpose of boundaries? Like, why do we have boundaries set in place? So you don't feel, like, uncomfortable? You don't feel uncomfortable. So it's basically... It's kind of like you have boundaries on, around your house, you know, like a fence. Let's do a yeah. physical barrier because you're protecting what's in the side. Yeah. So when you're having a boundary, the end result is what? You're protecting yourself, mm-hmm. right? So by that definition, 
whenever you're setting boundaries, the mindset should always be, what am I doing to protect myself so that I am not hurting myself in the process of whatever relationship I have? So that was kind of my concept of how to deal with the topic, because mm -hmm. if you don't set boundaries to protect yourself, be in your friendships now, and then when you get into your work environments, you're going to be hurting yourself. And you're kind of the concept of like, well, I need to always give of myself because yeah. I'm a Christian, you have to kind of use the wisdom and discernment. And sometimes that comes with experience um, to on how you do that. So the, getting back to your question, when you say somebody's pushy, how do you kind of deal with those boundaries, then you have to go back a little bit further. So when you set boundaries, are they the same for all relationships or they're different? Different. Different, right? So you're going to have different types of boundaries for different people's mm -hmm. people in your life. So so if you put the cap, so we define boundaries, we defined there's different types of boundaries and for different types of relationships. So what are some like four major relationships you would think you would need to set boundaries for? Parental. Parental. Okay. Friendship. Friendships and then work. Work. So those mm -hmm. are the main types of boundaries. The one that would be were, which one do you think would have the most, um, you would have to say the boundary is the most vast, like you would kind of let more things go through it. Your spouse and parents. Your spouse and parents. And even above that would be your spouse, right? Because yeah. in the, the Bible specifically says, mm -hmm. you leave your parents behind, yeah. uh, when man and woman are created, your companion to each other. So that takes top priority. It's your, mm -hmm. you know, God is obviously, there's no boundaries of God, period. So we're not yeah. gonna even bring that in the discussion. <laughs> yeah, so it's your uh, spouse, your parent, your children. So when you're saying pushy and then your friends, okay? So without getting too complicated, I thought for right now, um, because a relationship between your spouse is a whole different topic. A relationship, uh, parents is a whole different topic. So I think the most things you guys are relating right now are the friendships, mm -hmm. right? And then also possibly work or school yeah. environment. So I thought we kind of focus on the friendship. So for the friendship, so let's focus on friendship because mm -hmm. that's where a lot of, even as an adult, like you have people, uh, I mean, I still have to deal with texts I don't want to return or sometimes yeah. you see people at church where you're kind of wanting to walk the long way around because you don't want to deal with the yeah. person. Yeah. It doesn't end at my age. Like it just mm -hmm. keeps, you know, it keeps going. So you have to kind of get, this is the age you kind of practice uh, because right now the repercussions, like if you do end up ending a friendship, it doesn't affect your children. It doesn't yeah. affect, you know, it's basically isolated to you, right? Because yeah. you're right now, you're not responsible really for anybody else except yourself. Uh, except, you know, you don't have to take care of your parents or anything mm -hmm. like that. So that's a great thing about your youth because this is time to really strengthen those skills. So what is your... So if now we've gone from, okay, there's different types of boundaries. We know what a boundary is. Okay, now we're going to talk about boundary between friendships. What is the definition of a friend? How do you differentiate a friend and somebody like a work relationship or acquaintance? So that's something where a lot of people disagree with me. And I'm not negating having friendships with other, you know, I have a lot of friendships who are not obviously mm -hmm. Coptic or even Christian, but I differentiate it between um, I'm a friend to them, like a full, like whatever they need, but I know they cannot truly fulfill the friendship p potential to me. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Why wouldn't they be able to? Mm. Mm. That's actually a really good question. I mm. guess if they aren't cop like Coptic, for an example, I guess, Christian. Or just look Christian, like Christian. Yeah. Um, I think something about being a 
fr- like I've been friends with multiple mm-hmm. re- people with different beliefs, obviously. Um, but I think something about being friends with a Christian, it's different. The way they give you advice is different. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing. Advice. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a two way friendship thing, then you know that that person, when you're having an issue and they're giving you advice, they're going to be giving you advice, hopefully, that is based on your belief system versus something that's emotional. Because if you, like, let's say when you get older and you're married and you have difficulties in your marriage, if you're going to somebody who's not Christ-based and how they're giving you advice and versus more secular-based, they may be like, why are you dealing with this? Why are you yeah. putting up with this? Why don't you just get out of the situation, yeah. right? So that's where you turn to the term irreconcilable differences, right? That's the main cause of divorce here. Um, also, in the Bible... When did Christ mention, did Christ call anybody friend in the Bible? Yes, the disciples. The disciples. And so the context of that, he specifically said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends, because you're now understanding and following what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. So because you're doing the same belief system and understanding you versus just following and not really like a servant Mm -hmm. who follows a master but doesn't know what's going on, you're having belief in that person and following the same faith. So Christ himself didn't call everybody around him friend. Mm-hmm. He helped everybody that could be helped, but his inner circle were the people who had the same yeah. faith. Yeah. So when you're establishing those boundaries, again, you first establish what category is this person I am? So if, if they're a friend, like a true friend category, or is this more, I'm a friend to them, but they're not fully a friend to me. I, I'm not really getting a fully nurturing relationship from this person. So that's the first thing. So when a, when a person is too pushy or it's kind of taking too much of your time or you know getting upset with texts that you don't return right away or things like that, the answer to that question is, what is the motive of how I'm feeling? Like, why am I feeling this way? And why are they doing this? So if they're kind of in the category where they're more like dramatic, like every phone call is kind of like, or t- you guys text or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, oh goodness, or whatever. Oh my, whatever. I don't want to say the name of Lord's domain. It's like everything is dramatic. Kind of like, oh, this happened. Oh, this happened. Like <laughs> you're becoming an enabler mm-hmm. because you're responding to every situation with the same type of drama situation. Mm-hmm. So with a pushy person, if they're pushing you in the sense of like they're asking more and more and more of you, if it's not a detriment to them, then the correct response is to say. No, you know, because, and that's a very hard thing, right? And the the Bible even says, let your no be no and your yes be yes. So God doesn't say no is a bad thing. You know, no can be like a complete sentence in a nice way. That's not like the first time you say no. It's not like the first, it's like with a child, you don't, you sometimes you do things, but if you try to explain it multiple times, it's not going to have the same effect. And you're give, you're also protecting yourself. So if I keep giving my time to this person and I'm going into a spiritual despair because I'm resenting the person or um, the person is not edifying, it's just kind of like they're give, it's an outlet for them to get more dramatic, there's no benefit to that. So yeah. I think everybody uh, needs to be given some time, but your responsibility to know deep inside. And before you respond, first of all, I also say like even emails or texts, if something's really bothering you, always take 24 hours to reflect on it, mm-hmm. pray on it before you respond to the person, but with loving words and say, I, like I talked to a priest one time where I was like, I don't want to go to these functions. Like, and I, I'll be like, I don't want to go. And I was, and he goes, well, <laughs> if you're mentally not feeling well or mentally you don't want to do it, it's not a lie to say, 
I'm not feeling well or I'm not up for it because that's not a lie. Mm -hmm. You're telling the truth. You're mentally not there, spiritually not there. So you could physically or mentally say that to the person, you know, I'm not able to do this for you at this time, but give them another option out. The concept of self-sacrifice mm -hmm. is like very emphasized in yeah. Christianity. But how do you think that intersects with like the need for personal boundaries? Well, and again, with self-sacrifice, if you're loving towards people, mm -hmm. you don't have to. Self-sacrifice doesn't mean I'm going to destroy myself, right? Mm -hmm. There's nowhere in the Bible where people are destroying themselves to help other people. Christ yeah. himself, if you really think about it, when he came, he didn't heal every single person that was here, mm -hmm. right? There was a purpose to each one of his actions. He could have easily burnt out. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, he always took times to, like there's times in the Bible where he says he went off and he left the disciples to go and what? Mm -hmm. Pray by himself. He yeah. did that a couple of times because God acknowledges that we need spiritual rest. He even one of the commandments is right. He the Sabbath for the day of the Lord. It didn't say not to do anything at all. Like I'm not excusing laziness, but it's to spiritually reinvigorate yourself. So self-sacrifice is what you can give. There's a difference between laziness where I just don't want to do it versus I can't do it because I'm exhausted. Like I'm mentally and physically exhausted. And you guys, there's not, I, there's not a global like, oh, this, when you reach this level, you know, you know, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're becoming cranky, if you're becoming irritable and people are commenting on your behavior, like you're so on edge, you know that you've reached that threshold. Like yeah. if you don't uh, take care of yourself, you know, you've heard that whole thing like in an airplane where it's like, give yourself the oxygen mask first and then you put it the next moment oh, yeah. because you have to take care of yourself. Like if you pass out, you can't give the oxygen mask to the person next to you. That's why they always mm -hmm. say, put the mask on yourself and then put it on the person next to you. So that's the, the church teaches that self-sacrifice is important, but if it's not a really true sacrifice if you're doing it with spiritual destruction in the end, because you just, you know, like if I can't read the Bible, if I'm too tired to go to church, da -da 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 -da, then it's not really a spiritual benefit. It's not an edification to yourself. And sometimes you end up resenting the person that you're actually trying to help. Um, you kind of mentioned it before, but when you were talking about how saying no can be hard, mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give to someone who's naturally just very introverted? Mm -hmm. And what advice would you give them and like how would they get their voice heard um, so introvert to me is not a person who can't say no introvert is a person who so the difference between introvert extrovert and you know, psycho psychology you'd like describe it as mm -hmm. extrovert is somebody goes into a party and gets energy out of the party yeah, Introvert, yeah. somebody goes to a party and they get drained because they're yeah. giving too much of themselves mm -hmm. somebody can be introverted and still be able to say no yeah i but guess shyer shyer or compliant like a person yeah. who's just it's hard people pleaser people pleaser that's yeah, the perfect yeah. thing that's, yeah, yeah. So when, when you're pleasing people again, if you're modeling yourself after Christ, Christ, the disciples, nobody ever said yes to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, and then I say it's a hard thing to get to do because, like I said, even in my age, saying no to certain people is so difficult because you're like, they're going to get mad. I'm yeah. going to hurt their feelings. Um, so you have to kind of get in a way of in your head. How do I do this in a way that doesn't hurt them? How do I do this in a way that doesn't hurt me? Um, and it's a practice scenario. So I usually tell people, uh, whenever you're trying to do a huge task, pr try practicing on things that you're more comfortable. Like for instance, so let's say Claudine asks you to do something that you don't really want to yeah. do. So that is a perfect person that you can practice that skill of saying, no, I don't want to really do this because, or no, I have other things to do, or no, I'm not, I can't really, I'm not 
willing to do this or whatever. And sometimes you don't even have to give that excuse. So a people pleaser is not something you can change overnight. Because in the end, you're supposed to please God. Yeah. yeah. And there's just some, you know, everybody has a personality that it's hard to change. Mm-hmm. And usually your personalities are pretty much, they say they're set by elementary school, right? So if you're a people pleaser, it's a, it's a sense of really praying about it and really putting your focus on Christ instead of the person. Because at one point, you're going to cross the line that you can't go back up. Like if Joseph was a people pleaser, then oh, yeah. he would have totally slept with Potiphar's wife, mm-hmm. right? The, the the guy's wife hit on him, you know, no and he could have just said, sure, okay. Well, I don't, I don't oh, want to upset her. Yeah, I don't want to upset her. I'm going to lose my job, you know. Yeah. So just really have the ramifications that this is going to get worse the older you get. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll be like, I don't want to go to this party. Uh, but when you get older, now you're stuck with people drinking and putting more pressure on you. And, like, things are all legal now. So you've got to <laughs> practice it i think putting your eye on the long-term goal let's say you get put in a bad situation someone does something bad to you how do you balance forgiveness with setting boundaries because sometimes like boundaries aren't set in stone so sometimes they evolve mm-hmm. so in reaction to a certain situation or conflict how do you forgive and still so, react well okay so the bible the forgiveness is an absolute mm-hmm. right Christ says from the beginning, forgive your brother 70, 70 times 7, right? Christ himself is the epitome of forgiveness because yeah. he gave so much and the human race treated him mm-hmm. with utter, you know, disregard. So the forgiveness is, that is something that is irrelevant of the boundary. You know, whoever, you're, you're with your children, and that's a hard thing because you know how they say an enemy loves their child so they'll give their child gifts. And mm-hmm. as a, a Christian, you'll give your child gifts. The difference between us and a person who's not close to Christ is we'll give to gifts to our enemy's child, children, right? Yeah. So we're praying for it doesn't matter who. And that's something that's hard to also, it's not an easy skill to get. Um, but the boundary being set is, do I let that person back into my gate, right? So if that person is, is somebody who's you've done something, like let's say, uh, I'm trying to think. Do you have an example, like, so I can kind of... Yeah. Like, you're saying somebody did something pretty bad to you. Yeah. Uh, they crossed your boundaries. Yeah. So are you going to... Because, again, it really depends on the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. say it's like a friend. Okay. So if that friend is repentant of the behavior because mm-hmm. hopefully that's again we're putting the category yeah. of a christian yeah and they acknowledge what they did is wrong then you're if if the you have to still guard your heart because it says in the bible flee bad company right because yeah. mm-hmm. bad company will corrupt good behavior that's a warning in the bible mm-hmm. also christ never went into the prostitutes place you know the woman who had all those husbands uh sorry not husband but you know what yeah. at the well he never went into her house you know she he met her at the well right i've never noticed that yeah before. yeah so you have to always say i'm not gonna put myself in that danger mm-hmm. position I, and at that point you can pull back from the relationship and forgive the person mm-hmm. and when they need you in a christ-like behavior like let's say like you need to be like they're calling you because i am drunk at a party or whatever and they need help at that point Christ-like behavior, you're going to pick them up. Yeah. Are you going to still go with them to these parties? No. Yeah. Are you going to go at a situation where you go to their house and you know that they're going to act inappropriately? No. Because now they've lost that type of boundary that you're comfortable mm-hmm. on. Like, I know that if I go into this place with you, you're not going to act in a good way. But if you need me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And those are friendships that you can phase out. 
you know, so I don't like the term of just cutting off a person because that's so stagnant, like that's so abrupt and unfeeling. Mm -hmm. I always use the word phase out a relationship because you, you guys will find right now you may grow out of relationships like, and that's completely fine. That's part part of growing up because your interests may not coincide with the interests of this person. And because they're taking a different path, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going spiritual destruction, (laughs) but your, your, your interests are not aligned. But the core thing is you're still going to love and pray for the person. So it doesn't sound cliche, but you should always put that person in your prayer because prayer, that's one of our core beliefs is that you're by praying for people, you're helping them and showing their love. So, yeah. Um, Do you think that having too many boundaries could be a problem? Can it make you be like a picky person? And it, so it depends on what those boundaries are. If you're kind of like, you know, there's a racist boundary where I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be friends with like people who are not my race yeah. or the boundary of like, uh, you know, certain income people, then that's not Christ-like behavior. But if your boundaries are people who don't uh, adhere to Christ-like behavior, like, you know, the, you know, let's go back to this Kim command, not going to adultery, then those are 10 right there. Yeah. Yeah, those people may consider that a lot, but that's your belief system. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with the friendship, um, those boundaries should always be in place if it's a two-way street. Um, and then for an acquaintance or a friend at work, I wouldn't expect them to adhere to those boundaries because, but I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I, they're going to hurt me because I won't be close enough to that person so that I can get hurt. So you have to, again, I really want to differentiate that I'm encouraging friendship. I'm encouraging you to love everybody, Mm -hmm. but the people you let in your inner circle yeah. are the people who can hurt you when they cross those boundaries. Mm-hmm. So be prepared if you let somebody in your circle, even though you think they're a great person, da, 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 you have to put in your back of your head what is motivating them to behave this way because that can be taken away. So if you don't have that motivation because I love Christ, I'm acting this way. Because I have this system, I'm acting this way, and it's going to stay for me forever. I'm not going to become politically correct. I'm not going to be geared by society because mm-hmm. that could be pushing you. Um, then you're going to hurt yourself if you let them in your inner circle. It's almost, and I'm not saying Christians are the best people in the world, because <laughs> we all know people who say they're Christian and behind closed doors, it's a different situation. So it's your discernment, right? What are the characteristics of a healthy boundary? So this is like more for me, when I'm setting boundaries, what kind of boundaries should I be looking at? I, I think like, um, for me, a healthy boundary is like going back to what we said is, am I hurting myself? end of story period mm-hmm. if this is hurting me i'm uh, in a way that uh not because i'm like giving um oh this is a well i wish i could watch this tv show instead of spending time with this person not that but mm-hmm. it, if it's making me have bad thoughts towards the person or bad thoughts towards other people because they're mm-hmm. influencing me that way then that boundary needs to be set with that person so it's always it's always self awareness and combining that with what is close to Christ. Yeah. There's nobody there. Oh, okay. I just started annoying. So I was trying to see what I Yeah. Was. So I, I don't think, like for me, like with my, like a child, let's say like as a parent, the boundaries with my, when they're babies, right? I'm going to be there. Like, obviously they can't feed themselves. Mm-hmm. They, they can't dress themselves. They can't, they're totally dependent on me. Right. So my boundaries with a baby or infant is very um, broad. I'm not hurting myself because this is out of love and it's unconditional, right? Yeah. Now, if they become a teenager and I'm still dressing and feeding them, you know, mm-hmm. I'm hurting them and myself, right? So yeah. because that should have changed. They should have, I'm not, this is hurting me because mm-hmm. 
I'm sacrificing a situation that's not making, it's kind of like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you able to take care of yourself? Unless they have a disease, that's a different story. And it's also making them less independent. So you have to say, how am I helping that person? And am I helping myself as well? There's people there, like, you know how depression, anxiety, and a lot of times we're kind of, I really encourage the youth not to take it upon yourself if you have a friend who's depressed or anxious, Mm -hmm. okay? And if that's, if it's sap, and they're going to you for counseling, and I've seen this happen in a lot of relationships, and they're like, you're the only person I can talk to. I'm so depressed. I hate my family. I hate, you know, everything about life. And they're in a depression. That is not your role. That is not your obligation to be, you're not trained for that, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's also a scary position as well, because you're like, if I cut this person off, what's going to happen? Yeah. So that's where you have to realize out of humility, get help. You can even do it behind the person, you know, talking to the priest or whatever person who's comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But don't ever, because one of the questions is guilt. Don't ever feel guilt about doing things like mm-hmm. that. Because guilt is actually, it's not a product. We consider sometimes even a sin in the church, right? Guilt, what is the production of guilt? Nothing. Nothing. It, it changes nothing. It makes you have self-shame and it makes you feel bad that you didn't do enough. Well, who mm-hmm. are you? It's in God's hands, yeah. right? Um, and if you're trying to think that I can handle and turn this person out in this rut, you know, this rut is like a deep, you know, crevice. It's, it's not going to be something you can do. And it, it can actually be dangerous to the person because they're not seeking professional help. So just really use discernment. Like, um, what's that? Like the, the, oh, that's another question. Like, I guess what, um, one of the questions was kind of like, what can you do like as a prayer? Yeah, that's the last yeah. one. Yeah, so one of my favorite prayers is the serenity prayer. Um, God, uh, grant me the serenity to uh, to make a change when I can make a change. Uh, courage to know that I'm able to do this. Um, what, what is, sorry, I just, I messed it up. Hold on, I wrote it down here. <laughs> I wrote it down. Okay, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can't change. Uh, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So that applies to friendships. Like, so if you're mm-hmm. uh, the serenity to say, I can't, the peacefulness and kind of like the humility that I can't change this situation, the courage to be like, I do have to say no to this person because they are crossing my boundary, and the wisdom to know what I can do and what I can't do. Mm-hmm. What are my limitations? It's such an individual uh, personal thing at what you do in relationships that it's it's a it's a skill and it's God is really needs to be at the center of it because all the relationships in the Bible that you notice um, there's some boundaries that get crossed when people mm-hmm. try to do things on their own yeah. right when they get away from God um, like for example when uh, when the physical boundaries get crossed like David when he saw mm-hmm. Bathsheba. You know, um, he took things, uh, we went, he crossed his physical boundary, killed one of the gar- his commanders, Uriah, to go sleep with Bathsheba, right? Yeah. That became a whole big problem. Then you have Moses. He saw two people fighting, and then instead of praying to God to intervene, Moses killed one of the people, which mm-hmm. is not, and then hid the body and got, you know, had to escape, right? Yeah. They, who was, because you're doing it on yourself. That's why that verse that's kind of in the Bible where it says, I did this and this and this, and then God said, I don't know you. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes that verse was scary to me at first because like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this stuff and at the end God's saying he doesn't know me. But then I realized, of course it's not my discretion that gets me there. It's God's mm-hmm. grace. 
So that's what that verse kind of gives you hope, actually, because mm-hmm. it's not my, it's not me that's getting into heaven. It's God's grace that's letting me into heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's God's grace that's going to guide you in the relationships, right? Because even a thief at the cross, he was like, at the last minute, like, he didn't learn about Christ. He didn't uh, go to cl- Sunday school classes. Mm-hmm. At the very end, it's going to be like, when he g- you know, gets to heaven, they'll be like, what'd you do? He, oh, mm-hmm. he just accepted him at the end. Yeah. And he forgave me. The prayer of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And I think I use that a lot when I'm dealing with boundaries because at the end of the day, I want it to be peaceful. Yes. I'm not trying to cut people off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and it's hard because, yeah. like, especially, and, you know, let's be honest, female relationships, like, we see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if a new person that's a female comes to the church, it's a harder time to yeah. get part of the yeah. ex versus a guy just like playing <laughs> basketball or whatever. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And he's one of the boys. And he's one of the boys, right? <laughs> and I, and the, when a female, like when she gets into relationships, they're intense, mm-hmm. right? So when you reach that point of where you're like, wow, this is a toxic relationship. Uh, you're not saying it's a toxic person, right? You yeah. always yeah. love the person, but there's attributes that are not godly. You have to realize it's nothing guilty. There's nothing bad about it to phase it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the same way because you're hopefully whenever you're count, you know, counseling younger people when you guys get older, if you get that skill and you have to give the reassurance, this is fine. Phasing out a relationship is fine. You mm-hmm. don't, the only person you owe is who? God. Um, and he gave his life for you. That's it. End of story, yeah. period. Nobody, <laughs> not your parents, not your spouse. It's it's God. And once you cross a line that's not godly behavior, and look at look who's who, look who you really oh look who you're really hurting. Mm-hmm. I'm not hurting you by phasing out the relationship. If, if I stay in this relationship, I'm hurting God because I'm hurting a person. Yeah, and I'm hurting myself and all that stuff. Yeah. So another thing. Because um, you guys are always, cause I'm, I was reflecting on, I, I'm pretty sure that you guys are kind of the college and young adult. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So a concept is very big as rest, right? So mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, spiritual and mental rest, physical rest. Like, so if you speak for, a med- for, for the boundaries, okay? Mm-hmm. So physical rest, you're, you all medicine, all studies show, if you don't get enough physical rest, right? And I'm not talking about watching your, you know, TikToks or you know, the blue screen or in bed watching it, but just just physical sleeping, right? You are not going to be able to function, period, right? It's the, and the body needs about six to seven hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So when you're also setting the boundaries, if you're putting something that God commanded you, right, even to get the rest, like He said on the on the Sabbath day, you're not going to be able to handle people or friendships as much as either as yeah. much as well and then the spiritual rest again i well when i go off like to when you go to retreat mm-hmm. sometimes like you're kind of like oh i need to hang around this group of friends again reflect on christ leaving the disciples and going off to pray by himself yeah. even when they fell asleep you know he mm-hmm. was praying by himself because those period times of uh spiritual praying um and being one with god and re- reflecting on things that you read is very important and if you don't do that now you won't do it as an adult because if you don't set that time apart and get it as a practice, you're going to be busy with work, busy with kids, and you've mm-hmm. got to replenish yourself. So I just wanted to push that in there. The rest is a huge part. It's very important. Yeah. If you really think about it, I, I was sometimes like, one of the worst inventions was electricity. <laughs> because, like, you used to be able, when, when, the, when the sun went down, everybody slept. That's it, right? And yeah. so, like, I feel like that's why they were probably healthier. They were mm-hmm. more, more, more content versus us. It's like, as long as the light switch works, as long oh, yeah. as the electricity is on, yeah. we're going to keep functioning. And mm-hmm. that's, 
you got to learn to turn it off. Thank you very much, Mary, for your time. We had a lot of fun. <laughs> and Shokun very much to everyone who tuned in and listened. Please follow us on all of our social media accounts, which you can find in the show notes. Shokun very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.